Hey, my people, so to mention, here is uh, April Anderson, Be Blessed. I left jail and I come to my mama's house, which now is the Hope Center for Women, my mama being my spiritual mother. Um, there was a scripture that's still in her Bible today. Remind me, Samantha, to go find her Bible. I want that. Um, don't let me forget. <laughs> like whenever I leave, I have me call Pops. Um, that's going to mean a whole lot to me. But there's a place in her Bible that was uh, circled. And it's in Mark, I believe. And it says that anything that you give up for my name's sake. Because Peter was saying these things. And he was telling Peter, he said, anything that you give up for my name's sake, I will give back to you. Mm. Houses, brothers, mothers, lands, cattle. I mean, all this stuff. And he said, I will give back to you in this lifetime, comma, and in the lifetime to come, eternal life. And so I was always the pre-comma preacher because like we all know about heaven, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. I was like, you know, I was the new thing and I'm just going to preach about heaven here on earth. But when my mama, when my mama, because my mother is the first woman that I have lost uh, being saved. Like I lost my grandmother and like I was a child because I was 14. You know what I'm saying? That was whenever my trauma came in. I started using Xanaxes and anything like not to feel all that. And um, so anyway, she's the first one that passed that since I've been serving the Lord. And uh, I get a lot checked out, but like heaven means so much to me now. You know what I'm saying? Like heaven means so much to me because I'm going to see my mom again. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's one of those things like, and when I meet her at the gate, I'm taking her down. All the way down. You know what I'm saying? She better be ready to handle all this because here I am. And so when we sing about that, it gives me even more honor and even more love for Jesus for what he did for us because he made a way where there was no way. Amen. He made a way for me to enter in covered and underneath his perfection, okay? So, anyway, so thank you guys so much um, for singing that, and I, I mean, it's it's beautiful. I, and I know sometimes we wonder, like, you know, go up, and I think some of those songs are the most powerful, anointed songs that there ever could be, and it will touch every generation, you know? And, and I love it, so I really appreciate you guys singing that. And I tell you, another song um, that I absolutely love was um, the song that they were singing, Come on my soul, oh don't you get shy of me, lift up your song, because you've got a line inside of those lungs. Um, actually, that song came, uh, and just right quickly before I go into that, but uh, I have a testimony that I'm going to share. I shared some on Facebook, but I know a lot of you don't know me. So I just want to share it because I feel like that the Lord's going to do that in this room tonight. Um, so over the last year, of course, many of you know, I lost my spiritual mom, my mother. Uh, I mean, I'm her biological kid. I, I mean, I, she birthed me. Like, I mean, it's like she's more my mom than what my mom was. But anyway, only Jesus does it like that. But anyway, I lost my mother, and we know about that. But also, while I was here, sometimes some of you guys will remember I was having like heart issues, yeah. Yeah. and enough that I would have to sit down, and I would have to stay calm, and I would have to just 
teach and preach, not how I want love to, like whenever you feel anointed. Because listen, I, I found that with Jesus, it's a whole other high. And y'all remember, like, whenever we used to be drug dealers, I or not drug dealers, but drug users. I, I couldn't have never done that. Look, Gabe's laughing. Like, I was on the other end of the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. But, you know, like, whenever we do that, like, all of us was, like, all or nothing. There's no, like, little bit or there never was with me. It was, like, we're either going to do, like, a bunch of oxy-80s or we won't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, that's just how, you know, we roll. Well, that's how I am with Jesus. And I found because any time that, that uh, God is doing something and God's got something, the enemy will always use a counterfeit. And so the counterfeit to God's spirit and the move that he is is truly like, you know, alcohol and drugs. You know, why do you think they call it wine and spirits? Well, we serve the spirit of the living God that will come and live on the inside of you and totally wreck your world. So... Anyway, I'm like that with Jesus. Like whenever I feel him, I know there's something there and I love to feel how he makes me feel because I know that I'm not going to go to jail that night. <laughs> anytime that I'm in his presence and anytime that I'm allowing that glory to be on me, it's changing me. Amen. Okay, Amen. You're never in the presence of God and you never walk away not change. Amen. Every part in the Bible, when anyone encountered Jesus, they walked away someone completely different. They was either healed or they was transformed. Amen. That's right. And that's how we are today. When we encounter that, even in these services, the enemy is a liar and he's the father of all lies. Right. He's constantly trying to deceive and make us believe the lie that all nothing happened. When in reality, anytime that you're in the presence of God, you begin to mold and fashion more. That's why I encourage you to just keep coming because as you come, you will be changed. As what you behold, you become. And the right. more you yes. behold him, the more you become him. Yes. And so, Amen. anyway, Amen. Uh, so mm. back to my story. I couldn't flow in how I wanted to and how I just got crazy with Jesus because of my heart. And um, so anyway, I had a heart surgery uh, done, a procedure back in October. But then a lot of you may not have known, but I was also um, really struggling with my thyroid. And so my thyroid was all out of whack. And uh, one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I could not breathe. Uh, I woke my husband up and I thought that we was going to have to go to the emergency room. I've not told many people this because some people will be like, I, I'm not even going to go But anyway, um, I was like, I can't, something is, you know how it feels like I've been like punched in the throat, kicked in the throat. Some people's not been that way. But you know, something ever hits your throat like it. You accidentally hit it. You know how that feeling is? And it's like, oh, like, what is that? Well, I had that in my throat a thousand times, the worst that I've ever had. And I thought my esophagus was closing. So I had to go through these series of just going to doctors. And guys, when I tell you, I was tired. Okay? And that's what we're going to talk about in a minute. I was so tired. I remember being tired of being on drugs. I remember... Um, Laying down at night, feigning for dope because my body hurt because of the withdrawals. I remember laying down and thinking, God, I just want to die. And I remember being so tired of living that life. I would, I would wake up, we would go rob some, we'd be feigning, we'd go rob somebody, we'd go get our dope, and then, then all of a sudden it's like a cycle. And I was so tired of that, like, you know? And I was so tired of the abusive relationship that I was in, like, love me one day, beat me till almost dead this day, we're okay, love me back to life, all this stuff, just vicious cycles. 
And I'll tell you, during this last season of my life, this was another vicious cycle on another level that that I, I, I didn't know what to do. You know, and I had just lost my mom to cancer. I was struggling with belief and healing. I really, I really was. And still today, I still have to remind myself what God just brought me through. But anyway, I knew that God, just like what David, that if God delivered me from the lion and the bear, which at the time seemed like Goliath, but now that the lion and the bear is gone, now I've got Goliath. You know what I'm saying? If he delivered me from those things, how much more would he do this? I knew. I just had to keep walking. And so I went, and they told me that they found nodules on my, um, on my thyroid. And I had to go to another doctor. So at this point, I was going to a cardiologist. I was going to an echocardiologist. I was going to an endocrinologist. And two of those, two endocrinologists, plus they found liver stuff sent me to a, a liver a doctor and now they've uh, they also found that i had cysts on my one of my kidneys and so as i was listening i was I'm like do y'all realize that i am 34 years old <laughs> and like whenever i would walk into these places especially the um to the heart doctor place they would be watching tv land and I was sitting there like, I'm in the wrong generation. I do not know why I'm I'm about to pray for these people. I'm not staying here. But I went, and all of a sudden, between <laughs> the end of one doctor's visit to another one a, a couple months later, I was going to the uh, cardiologist about once a month, uh, the echocardiologist uh, every three months, and these other ones, it was just back-to-back, -back, right around Christina will vouch for me. Thank God Amber is doesn't know all that just I we ain't going back either. So where I was just at the doctor all the time and I was so tired. I was so tired of having to keep up with doctor's appointments and man I was worried about my kids and ministry, like having to take care of the Hope Center and then we I was traveling and supposed to be traveling on top of this and I'm like, God, what am I gonna do? So they had a service to where they asked anybody for healing and I'll be honest with you. I was just like out of obedience. I knew I needed healing. I struggled with it. So I went up a couple services we had, right? And I went up. They prayed for me. I did not feel some overwhelming feeling. Nobody pushed me in the floor. I didn't fall on the floor. There was nothing other than I just got prayer, and I asked the Lord anyway. So I go back uh, first to my cardiologist, and uh, they was like, April, when's the last time you had one of those episodes? episodes like two or three times a week. I couldn't even drive my children safely. The, the ambulance picked me up in the last year probably it was numerous over five times. I went to speak in Louisville somewhere. The ambulance had to come to the church and pick me up. How embarrassing is that? But God failed. I mean it was after I preached and it was pretty good. I went up in the ambulance. I was like I'll be back y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'll be back. I'll be back. Amen. But, uh, I was so tired. I would have to pull over on the side of the road with my baby because it was like when these episodes would happen, I would start blacking out. Hmm. And like she would be screaming because she didn't know why the wee-woo, that's what she calls the ambulance, she says it's the wee-woo. Yeah. She didn't know why the wee-woo was coming to take your mama and some stranger having to take her. 
And he said, when's the last time you had one of those? And I was like, you know, well, it's been a long time. And they had me after my procedure. Um, I started having them again. The procedure didn't work. I was having them again. And uh, they had me wear this monitor. And he was like, you know what? It's not looking up anything. And I was like, okay. So then I go to my other doctor, my endocrinologist, and I went in and I said, okay, what, what have we got going on? And he was like, because he was quiet, he was like, well, actually, he said, I really don't know how to say this other than the nodules have disappeared and the lesions, and you can't even trace it. And I said, you said I have what? Because I knew about the nodules, but I didn't know about the lesion on my, on my thyroid. And I said, I have what? And he said, well, he said, nothing. You don't have anything now. He said, so, I mean, he said, there's nothing here. So I had to go to the other one, and he ruined it. Praise God. So I'm sitting there, and the doctor's telling me this, and I'm like, what the crap? One, I was like, I had a lesion? Like, that all the time, I'm sitting there like, why didn't they tell me? Or did I just not even thank God they didn't? Because y'all, I don't know. I mean, I freak out about stuff like that. Like, I already had, like, whatever. Like, didn't need them until I had a lesion on my thing. But whenever I got to the car, I just kind of went and I sit down. And I began to think about all these doctors telling me, like, the heart doctor. And this doctor telling me that those things are gone. And I was like, God, what? I said, what is going on? And I heard him say, April, I healed you. Oh, yes. Oh, Hallelujah. So that 
they don't go in the drugs like what I did, so that they don't have to live in a boat homeless somewhere, so that they don't have to go to jail, so that they know that God loves them. Yes. And so that I can stand for them when they lose their mind, and I'm going to break from till they come back out. Amen. You know? But still, it's like, that's my testimony. Jesus killed me. And it was an amazing thing that happened. And again, it wasn't something feeling because you know sometimes the enemy makes you feel like you feel. He can play on your feelings. He can't play on the word of God, on the truth. Amen. Truth isn't always feelings. I wish we had a feeling for every truth, but not really. We live in a carnal body where we have emotions and feelings. And it was nothing. It was just so just simple. I don't even know what he done. And I don't know if it was in service. But sometime or another, Jesus touched me. And so you see what the enemy tries to do is he tries to wear you out. The enemy will fight you with whatever it is. For years he fought me with drugs and alcohol. For years he fought me with abusive relationships. And if it wasn't the one that I was in forever, you know, hurting, I, I moved two hours away to another state and I'm still attracting the same kind of men. Why? Because it was in me. Yes. It was me. It was things in me that needed to be healed. I try to teach my kids constantly today not to place blame on, well, it's this person's fault or this person's fault. If you're the common denominator, we've got to examine what's going on within you that we've got to work with Jesus to be healed. Because it's wherever you go. But see, the enemy worked years, whether it was alcohol and drugs or then it was men, and now it was my health. And y'all, I was so tired. And not only was it my health, I'd lost my parent. I'd lost the woman that I had planned, you know, that we was just going to save the world and transform these girls by the love of Jesus. And all of a sudden, the plan didn't turn out like what I thought it should. And I was so tired. And you see, well, that's what the enemy will try to do with you if you're fighting a mental illness or if you're fighting illness in general or if you're fighting drugs and alcohol or fighting going back to those same kind of men or you're fighting to just keep going in ministry or amen i mean there's been times that i've been like okay lord i don't know how much more that i can do because the enemy's just coming at and you don't see any end in sight and it's like god is this what i need to be doing and it's the enemy just constantly trying his best to wear you out but it says in Psalms 137 and 8, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. And I don't know where you are right now, and I don't know what you're walking through, but I'm telling you, I felt such a peace in this room tonight. Like, I do not feel like the anointing in this room for me to just... Like I'm telling you, there is breakthrough that is coming to some of y'all's life. And I'm telling you, I am saying to you, there is victory on the way this morning. Amen. Some of you have suffered and some of you have went through stuff. And before I got here today, and I'm going to tell you something a lot of times, because this come out of nowhere, and I'm like, what? And I know sometimes it's just me struggling, and it's for me to tell a testimony. But today, I got hit with a spiritual attack, and I felt depression hitting me. And I'm like, what? Like, I've been happy all week. I've been on, you know, I'm like, you know, we're doing 
great, you know, things is taking place, nobody's dying, we're good. And all of a sudden today I just felt this oppression that just hit me. And I just, I couldn't shake it because I was trying to wrestle within myself, what is wrong with you, April? Why are you downcast? All my slurs, and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, I was walking through my bedroom, and the Lord said that this is not for you, but this is where you are going. There will be people underneath the sound of your voice that has been oppressed. It's like the enemy has just been sitting on them. The enemy's been trying to push them down. The enemy's been trying to break them down. The enemy's trying to get them depressed in a place where they're isolated and they're alone and they're tired of fighting. But the Lord said, I want you to go and prepare the way for me to come in because I am breaking the back of oppression. I'm breaking the battle off of you. I'm breaking through depression. I'm breaking through hopelessness. I'm breaking through and I'm going to break through for you and you're going to know that I did it. One day you're just going to wake up and you're going to say, my God, he did it. He broke through my enemy. He broke through my enemy. Even when you're not looking for it, see a lot of And then all of a sudden driving my kids to school, you would not believe. 
one day. And God did what he said he would do. It wasn't in a bunch of feelings. It was just in the love of Jesus. That he loved me so much. That he didn't leave me. And I'm going to tell you something. The love of Jesus is in this place. And he sees how tired. He sees the weariness. He sees all the things that you feel like that he does not see. He wants me to tell you, I see what you've been going through. And know this, I'm coming with the answer. So this morning, I had quite the encounter with the Lord. Uh, and I love when he does this. Sometimes he does stuff to me. Um, I got up really early. I was up at like um, 4.30, 5 o'clock. Our, our Doberman puppy, uh, I had... Uh, I'd given him table scraps and uh, he's so cute. He's so big and he just keeps looking at me like, I want some of that. And so I give him some shrimp and uh, I don't know what else I give him. I give him all kinds of stuff cheese sticks, you know, because they was just, you know, cute. And I guess it didn't sit well on his stomach. <laughs> So my husband comes in because I was like, it was time for him to get up to go to work. So I'm taking my little, I got a little pillow that I hold. And I take my little pillow and I whack him. I'm like, hey, get up, your alarm's going off. Go get that dog, shut him up. And uh, so he comes in there and I felt him standing over me. And he said, did you give the dog table scraps? And I was like, oh, I was like, what happened? <laughs> so we had a mess this morning. Anyway, I was up and I thought, I'm going to go ahead and get up, you know, grab a shower and do everything. And uh, <laughs> I got up to spend time with the Lord. And sometimes he does this to me. Like, I'm, I'm nodding in and out. And all of a sudden, he'll speak something in the Word to me. And it will carry such a punch. Like, I'll start throwing stuff off and I'll raise up. And I'm like, did you just do that? So listen, this morning as I was praying, I was asking him what, you know, if there's anything specific you want me to do that or just follow the spirit. And like, it was kind of dry and nothing really happening. And I was like nodding in and out, you know. And all of a sudden, and I mean, freaked me out. And now, uh, your Bible may say a different one, but I've done a lot of research today because there's one version that says a, a little bit different, but I've done research. And if you go back, to the, to the calendar, the biblical calendar, when they was doing this, it lines up with this. So, and this is in the New Living Translation, Daniel 10 and 4. It said, on April 23rd. And when I read that, I was like, shut up. Is that today's day? Because, like, I had been reading, nothing happened. And then in my Bible app, for some reason, I got lost on weeks ago on something that I was looking at. And like whenever I read that, I was like, oh my God, today's April 23rd. So today is April 23rd, and this is what the Lord would say to you today. On April 23rd, as I was standing, and this is Daniel, as I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River, I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. Spoiler alert, this is Jesus. This is an encounter. With Jesus, where he he encountered Daniel face to face, and it says his body looked like precious, like a precious gem. His face flashed with light, and his eyes flamed like torches. 
His arms and feet shone like polished bronze, and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Only I, Daniel, saw this vision. So first and foremost, this is Daniel, and he has a face-to-face -face encounter with the Lord. Jesus come to where Daniel was at. And I want you to know that Jesus is coming to where you are. Amen. Wherever walk that you are, whether it's your sick and body, you're struggling with addiction, you're going through divorce, whatever it is, maybe it's depression, oppression, maybe it's your finances, maybe it's one bad break after another, but Jesus is coming to encounter you on a personal level. You hear my stories all the time whenever I come, because that's just who I am. I have, I have nothing other than my relationship with Him, and I share it with with you, with the world, whoever I can to grow you closer and make you desire that same thing. But the same way that you hear me telling these wild and crazy stories of me and Jesus, I'm telling you, you're about to have a story to tell of the day that Jesus came and he encountered you in a real tangible way and everything changed. And so here it says, only I, Daniel, could see the men, the men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away. <laughs> you know how it is sometimes if they would make you crazy. You know, you start telling them about an encounter that you have with the Lord, and like if they're not like a true believer or something like that, or they've not been on that level yet, they'd be looking at you like, oh, Lord. You know, I remember whenever I was in jail, for real, I was in jail, and Mom, Sue, she come in and she would do uh, church and then Bible study and Bible study she come in and that's when she started teaching us that we needed a personal relationship with you because all you all we ever knew before that was just religion and she began to tell me how God would talk to you and like she said not just me but everybody and like she said that and I was like I started looking at the other girls at the table said they thought I, I, I'm like does anybody hear what this lady's saying and it wasn't very long, probably a few months, that all of a sudden Jesus spoke to me and I became a believer. But you know how it is whenever you're first saying something and like the Lord spoke this to me or the Lord did this for me or the ball and like some people are like, mm. but you know what? This crazy life's got me, an abundant life. This crazy believing, believing in Him and talking to Jesus and praying for the angels and doing all that stuff has walked me out of my mess and into my message. It's walked me out of the pit of hell and into the palace that I was predestined to be. And every one of us is like that. There is not one person that is greater than the other in the kingdom of God. The best thing about God is He loves all His children the same. It's for whosoever will follow Him and adhere to Him and not leave Him. And He will walk you right in somebody else's shoes. I promise you that. I promise you that. I was in jail one time and this girl, she's like, Oh, I love your shoes. And I was like, You can have them. Because one day I was walking in your shoes. And one day soon, if you'll follow Jesus, you'll walk in mine. And it's the same way with this. You know what I'm saying? The enemy always tries to make you feel intimidated by somebody or less than somebody. I spent years like that. I spent years of comparing myself to the worship team. Or I spent years comparing myself to the um, 
to the preacher. Or I spent years comparing myself to the mom that had her life together that was loving her kids. And I spent years comparing myself to people that had money and I would just hate them. You know what I'm saying? But all of a sudden today, because and only because of Jesus and obedience to follow whatever he tells you to do, today I walk in those places that the enemy used to tell me that there was no way I could ever have that. He's a liar. We're kingdom kids. We've got royalty flowing through our, our, our veins. And God takes care of what's his. Amen. So all of a sudden, here we are, back to Daniel. Daniel was the only one that could see Jesus. So I was left there. These other guys that split and left because it's like uh, Daniel has lost his ever-loving mind. So I was there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me and my face grew deathly pale. That's the power of God. And I felt very weak. Then I heard the man speak. When I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. Man, God is so powerful. Just then, a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and to my knees. So here we see that God began to speak to Daniel. Can I tell you something? On April 23rd, on this very day, God is telling you, I may have been silent for a season, but I am coming to speak to you. Ooh, I am man. coming man. to speak to Hallelujah. you. I am coming not only to speak to you, but I am going to touch you and I'm going to lift you up from the ground. I'm going to lift you up from the pit. I'm going to lift you up from despair. I'm going to lift you up from depression. I'm going to lift you up from the struggle. I'm going to raise you up because I'm coming to visit you because I have heard you. It says, and the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. Did you know that today? On April 23rd, Jesus wants you to know that you are very precious to him. See, the enemy constantly tries to wear you out, make you feel like you could never attain worth, make you feel like, and the devil will work you to death. You will try to perform and perform and perform. Uh, you'll try to carry everybody's luggage. You'll try to uh, sweep the floor. Anything to just feel worthy. Anything to feel worth. And I'm going to tell you something. The work is ceasing. And Jesus is coming to touch you in a way that you will never question again if you are worth anything. He said to him, listen, Daniel, I want you to know that you are very precious in my sight. Daniel, you are very precious to God, so listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. When he said this, this to me, I stood up. And then remember, when we encountered Jesus, here he said, I want you to know Jesus began to speak the heart of the Father to Daniel. And he said, Daniel, you're so precious to God. You're so precious to God. You know, I remember whenever I was in jail with nine felony count charges, looking at 45 years. I remember whenever I had lost my kids. I remember when I backslid after I met Jesus. I remember all those things. And I still remember somebody coming and taking a hold of my hand and saying, you are so precious to God. Amen. And all the times that I felt so worthless and I felt like that I was never going to make it, somebody would always look at me and say, you're so precious to God. He would silence those fears of performance. 
those things that was within my soul that was like, God, I could never be anything. God, I could never do anything. Why would you love somebody like me? And he sent somebody along to say, you are so precious to God. I want you to know how worthy that you are. And I want you to know how great of a plan that God has for your life. You are so precious to God. That was the first. Out of everything that Jesus could have said, out of all the revelation knowledge, he could have told him when the end of time was. He could have told him that the famine was going to end. He could have told him all these things. But he chose first to tell him how precious that he was to God. It's so important that you know how much worth that you have. Amen. Because the enemy is constantly trying to tear down your worth. Yes. He's trying to make it into a performance. And let me tell you, you can, let me let you in. You can never be that. But guess what? Jesus chose you anyway. He chose me with all my failures, all my flaws, all my imperfections. And he chose to look at me and say, you are so precious to me. And so here, he said, after he tells him, you're so precious to me, he said, Daniel, stand up. What did it say Daniel did? He stood up. Anytime that we encounter God, it will always be. He responds to us, but we must respond to Him. The Lord spoke something to me, and to be honest with you, I'm even wrestling with it today. I'm trying to pop myself up for it, but the Lord spoke to me and told me to go do something Monday. And I really didn't want that. I've got a full plate Monday. I've got interviews I've got to do. It's going to be pouring down rain. But in this last season, the Lord has been speaking to me. And a lot of the things that He was having me do, I've not liked. I went to California. And I know next time that, you know, things to do, not to do, you know. And, um, take it, Allegra. You know. <laughs> Zyrtec, forget that. I need Zyrtec. Like, I need to keep it quick. Because listen, if you, I mean, my allergies is crazy out there, y'all. I was like, tch, 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 tch. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. But he spoke to me, and he, he began to push me out of my comfort zone. Because what I wanted to do, I wanted to go hide in my room until it was service time. And these people kept asking me to go eat with them. I'm like, because like most of you all will think that I'm an extrovert, and I, I am a perfect balance of both. I can be an extrovert. I can be right in the middle of everything, but there comes a time i got to go, and i got to be by myself, right. and I don't want none of y'all around me. I don't even want my babies around me. I just want it to be me and Jesus, and I just got to, who's that? And he began to speak to me. He said, April, I want you to go. And we almost did not go because I was sneezing. I was sick. But all of a sudden, he said, April, I want you to go eat with me. And I was like, but when he spoke to me, it required a response. And so I was obedient to what he did. And I'm telling you guys, I was blessed so much by going and sitting and eating lunch with people. Like God began to teach me the uh, importance of fellowshipping with one another. And I found out that I love sushi. Y'all look like, you know what I'm saying? But I'm telling y'all something. God, that was good. <laughs> I had little chopsticks. It was my first time using them. I was using them like a pro. I was like, I got the anointing on my hand. I ain't eat that. <laughs> Man, that 
red dragon and green dragon. If y'all ever or some other that they serve red dragon or green dragon sushi. <laughs> Listen, I loved it so much that whenever I come back to Kentucky and my girls over there, uh, we went to Sam's Club. Now, listen, Sam's Club was not like what I had out there. I, I don't know, but it was okay. But uh, Amber, you know, is stretching out of her comfort box, and she's eating new things and doing new stuff since she's come. And uh, I'm probably going to give a testimony about her in a minute. But anyway, and um, we went to uh, Sam's, and I was like, you know, I'm going to eat this sushi because I'm trying to eat like what the doctors is telling me to. And um, uh, she was like, I'm going to try it. Did you get it in your mouth? Oh, she did. She did. I don't know if she couldn't get past the smell when she got her mouth. And all of a sudden, you see that now. <laughs> so anyway. But any time that the Lord speaks to you, I was so blessed by doing that. And then even in this uh, Monday, coming Monday, I knew the Lord was speaking, and I had, I had something. I had to respond. And Shay, any time that I've responded to God and I've went with what He's told me to do, I've always been blessed. And I believe that there's been times when I didn't listen that I missed a big blessing. So I, I try. Not always perfect. But here we see that whenever Jesus encountered Daniel, it required Daniel. It required a response. When He spoke this to me, I stood up, still trembling. Then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. And I feel like that was one of the things that the Lord wanted me to tell you tonight. Whatever struggles that you're facing, whatever uncertain things are in front of you, whatever it is that you're struggling with, whatever it is that you're worried about, I'm telling you, I heard God tell me to tell you, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid at what you're up against. Don't be afraid at what you're facing. Do not be afraid. I'm here. And I'm here bringing you the answer and bringing you the strength to overcome this. Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your requests have been heard in heaven. And so this is whenever Daniel set himself out. He done the Daniel fast. And it was 21 days. Okay? Man, I'm going to tell you something. During that waiting time, the enemy will do his best to wear you out. Heaven seemed silent. Uh, did you know the last time heaven seemed silent? And that was on the Saturday after Jesus' death. But there was a next day that was coming. There was a new chapter that was coming. The story had not been finished quite yet. There was another page that was about to be turned. And it was the resurrection of Jesus. And so I'm telling you tonight, it may feel like that your prayers has been bouncing off heaven. It may feel like that the heavens is shut up. It may feel like that nobody is hearing you and that you're too bad that God wouldn't listen to somebody like you. But God has sent me into this place tonight to tell you, do not be afraid. Because since you started praying, I've been listening. And there's not been one word that's come out of your mouth that I've not heard. And I want you to know that I am coming. And I'm not only coming, but on this day, April 23rd, I'm showing up in a real tangible way to tell you that the answer is here. Every time that we've been trying to wait, can I tell you something? In a season of waiting, it will almost feel like God is crushing you. But I'm telling you, in the crushing, there's a new anointing that is being birthed in you. And
And God's going to use you in this next season to activate other people's lives. Just like me. I thought, God, how long am I going to be sick? And then to be honest with you, I was thinking, you want me to be honest? I was thinking, well, mom died. Huh? I thought, mom died. All but Jesus. He said, April, since you started petitioning, since you started praying, Little did you know I've been working. Can I tell you something? Whenever I was locked up in jail, I was looking at 45 years. And God, it's a miracle. Hear me and don't think I'm playing. It's a miracle that I'm standing in front of you folks tonight. It's a miracle. But I knew, I didn't know what the outcome would be. But I'm telling you, and it was in this very month, April 7th of 2007, no, it wasn't seven. April, in the month of April in 2007, that I was looking at 45 years in the penitentiary. And I'm telling you, whenever I bid my part to heaven, there was answers on the way. Man, I had to walk some things out a couple months, but all of a sudden, God changed that judge's heart. And I'm telling you, it worked in my favor because God had a plan. And I'm telling you, you're in this place tonight, and it may feel like heaven shut up, but I'm telling you, heaven has opened. Jesus is coming down. He's already here, and He's sending the assistance that you need, and He's telling you that He has heard you from the first day that your prayers has been made. The devil is is a liar. Devil done messed up. Devil done told you God ain't hearing you, but I silence the voice of the enemy right now. God is working in your favor. And I'm telling you, this will end well. April 23rd, God said, this is your word. Since the first day that you began to pray for understanding and you humbled yourself before God, your requests have been heard. They have been heard. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me and I left him there with the spirit of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen in the future for this vision is still yet to come. And I'm telling you, I hear the Lord saying, do not grow weary in doing what is right. Don't grow weary in showing up at this place. Don't grow weary in spending time with Jesus. Don't grow weary in your tithing. Don't grow weary in your praying. For in due season, you're going to reap a harvest if you don't quit. The devil in this last season has been fighting you. He's been coming at your mind. He's been coming at your family. He's been coming at your finances. He's been coming at your health. He's been trying to wrestle at you and tell you, shut it down. Shut yourself down. Quit. But God said, do not quit because the vision will still be yet fulfilled. My God, there's some of you in here with dreams and visions that's way beyond what you can ever do. And the devil's trying to shut it down before you can ever walk in fulfillment of that. But he is exposed tonight. And I yeah. say, my God, have the final say in your life. My God, be lifted high. And may the enemy be put to fly. I'm telling you, breakthrough is here. Devil's a liar. And I'm telling you, it ain't time to break down. It's time to break through. It's time that God's going to equip you with a supernatural. 
by might nor by power, but I'm telling you, I feel the spirit of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I feel the spirit of the one that raised Jesus from the dead. And if God can raise a dead man, what can he do with you? We ain't dead. We're still breathing. And my God, what hope we have for tomorrow. The devil's alive. He's been doing everything to try to stop your blessing. He's been trying to do everything to stop what God's doing. But I'm telling you, I've been digging. And I'm not about to quit now. I'm telling you, I've been reading about revivals. I've been reading about all this stuff. And I'm tired of reading about it. I'm ready to flow with it. And God said, you keep on digging, April. And just like what we was talking about on the way up here, you're going to hit old faithful. And it's going to be a geyser from the bottom Amen. of the earth that's going to bust through. And the whole world will come to marvel at what the Spirit of God is doing. And I'm telling you, I'm standing in a well of revival, even in this house. This house has always been a house of salvation. And I, my God, it will continue to be a house of salvation. There is freedom in this house. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So guess what? The Spirit of God is very powerful and strong in this place. Amen. Amen. You know why? Because you're here. Mm -hmm. Amen. Come on. He's here for you. Amen. He said, while he was speaking to me, I looked out at the ground and able to say a word. Then the one who looked like a man touched my lips and opened my mouth and began to uh, touch my lips and I opened my mouth and began to speak. See, there's going to come a time that you see there was a moment where he was unable to speak. There was a moment in this past season that I was unable. Shay, I was unable to speak about healing. I was unable to speak. I was unable to speak and claim it and prophesy it and whatever else they say. I was unable. Why? Because I was so weak and I was so broken. But here it says, it there is a part here that begins to move into a new chapter. It says that I was unable to speak, but then he touched my lips. And I began to open my mouth. And I began to speak. And I'm going to tell you something. There was a season that I was unable to preach it, speak it, claim it, or whatever. But Jesus has touched me in a way, and now he has done opened up a can of worms. Devil done come for my help, and now I done am ready to come after him. Why? Because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above anything that we can ever dare ask or imagine. Don't grieve your trial because it's about to be a testimony. Everything, every test that you're walking through, everything, every hard place is about to become a testimony for you to be able to release into someone else and they will come to know Jesus in a real and tangible way because of what you walk through. And then you're going to be like, Jesus, thank you for walking me through it. Man, while you're walking through it, and while you're going through it, it's like, man, this sucks. There ain't no polite way to say it. You know, people talking to me about mama and stuff, and, you know, I appreciate it. I do. But the worst thing that they could have done 
was tell, during that time, not that I love you, but we were, I'm there now, it took me a while. Put me a But my baby talked to me about our being in heaven, I'm like, okay. That don't help right now. And, oh, you need to have Georgie. She is, she's on the streets of John. I thought, so help me God. I'm not where I need to be. And I would just, I'd have to walk away. I'd be like, thank you. And I'd just have to walk away because my mouth is my greatest blessing, but boy, she'll get me a little if it's not crucified. But man, today, when they began to sing that song and my hands was raised, what freedom there was because he has healed my heart. And now I thank God, even though I still yearn for her, even though I still miss her, I thank God because I get to today do like Shay did me. I get to help people walking through grief. I get to be the one there not to say a word just like what Shay did other than just let them be in. You know? That's how we bear testimony. Mm -hmm. Today, I hated going through getting in the hospital thing or in the ambulance and, and I hated feeling like I was going to just die because of my heart rate and all that stuff that was going on. I hated all of it. But man, the joy to be able to tell you that Jesus touched me. Amen. My God. It was worth it. One thing that I heard the Lord say that I've not preached every word just yet, but it is for the whole body. But man, we have suffered. We have been attacked. We went through all these things. But there's going to be glory after this. There's going to be glory after this. And I'm not just talking about heaven. Even though my mama is getting my flower, my peonies, all those stuff ready at my mansion. She's getting it ready. But man, there's going to be glory here on earth. After what you're walking through. Amen. And so here it says. That it went through a season where he couldn't talk. But then he was touched. Know this Jesus is touching you. And what was shut up in the last season. God's now opening up to you. And he began to just pour his heart out to God. He said. I said to the one standing in front of me. I am filled with anguish. Because of the vision I have seen my Lord. I am very weak. How could someone like me. Your servant talk to you Lord. See there that is again. What was the first thing that he spoke to him? You are so precious in the sight of God. Because he knew how he felt. Who am I to talk to you? Ain't that lovely? That's one of those things, man. We couldn't earn it. But he did it anyway. And he said, my strength is, uh, is gone and I can hardly breathe. Verse 18. Have you ever felt like that the wind got knocked out of you. You know, you was expecting something, and all of a sudden it was like a kick in the gut, and all the air went out. I mean, that sucks. If y'all ever fell off the monkey bars or something like that somewhere, and well, like, whenever you was a kid, you're just like, look, does anybody see I'm about to die right here? You know, and like that's how in this season that the enemy has tried to do, he's tried to knock the wind out of the Christians. You know, I, I know all of us know someone that's been affected by COVID and that's been passed away that we just knew. You know, maybe it wasn't like me and Shay, and maybe it wasn't cancer that, that our family and, and stuff, but maybe it was COVID or whatever. And it's like, it just knocked the wind out of you. And here, listen, 
You ever feel like you just, and after something like that happens to you, after I would have one of those attacks with my heart, after all that, I would be so weak. They would come in and my husband would be like, April, can I do that? And I, I said, Ben, I can't move because my heart just went through a marathon and I, I was not present. My body wasn't, you know. But here he said, my strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Verse 18. Then the one who looked like a man touched me again and I felt my strength return. If you have felt like in this last season that your strength has been drained out of you, if you felt like in this last season you've got the wind knocked out of you, Jesus said on this day, April 23rd, I am here to breathe fresh breath into your lungs. And I am here to touch you, to, for you to regain your strength back. He said to him, don't be afraid, for you are precious too. God, there's nothing more to say. He could have told him all this stuff. But he began with, you are precious to God. And even when this man's strength was gone, he said, don't be afraid. You are precious to God. God's not going to leave you where you are. God's not going to leave you with the breath knocked out of you. God's not going to leave you with no strength. God's not going to leave you with no might. You are so precious to God that He sent me in this place even tonight to refuel you, to reignite you, to re-strengthen you, to break hope deferred off, and to give you vision again, to let you know that the heavens are opening and that your answers to your prayers are coming, that I hear you when you pray. I am in this place tonight to silence the voice of the enemy that's been taunting you and haunting you, that's been bombarding your mind and making you feel all these things. You are very precious to God. And that is why I am here tonight. I want you to know, do not be afraid, for you are precious to God. Peace. Be encouraged and be strong. God is bringing peace where there's been turmoil, where there's been nothing but chaos and confusion. He's speaking peace into the atmosphere. And he's speaking to the storms, the unexpected things that's hit your life. And he's saying, peace be still. I want you to be encouraged because you are not alone. I want you to be encouraged because I have heard you. And I want you to be strong because you're going to win this thing. And as he spoke these words to me, I suddenly felt stronger. And I said to him, please speak to me, my Lord, for you have strengthened me. I'm going to tell you something. When God walks in in the midnight hour, it'll do something to you that no drug, no man, no woman, there is nothing that could ever touch you like Jesus. And in the midnight hour when he walks in, it's going to be one of those things that you're like, leave me. Lord, you have strengthened me. I'll stay a little while longer and talk more to me. Because when you talk, something starts happening. When you talk, I feel like I can fight again. When you speak to me, I feel like I'm going to overcome all this stuff. Don't you stop talking right now on April 23rd. Amen. Man, God's doing something. He's making us hungry for more. 
Oh, speak to me, Jesus, and let me know that I'm not alone. Speak to me, Jesus, and let